This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual, joining me, uh, not in studio, we're still uh, we're still doing this remotely, uh, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning. How are you, Naz? Good, Wally. How are you? It's uh, it's a pleasure. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, we we chat every yeah. now and then, and uh, we uh, we're back early to all our listeners. We're uh, back early from our summer hiatus. Uh, they're going to have to rewrite that song. See you in September. We're back in August. Uh, there's so much going on in the sports world. I can't keep track of it all. Uh, everything's coming to a head, and uh, with the good the good people at Zoomer Radio and. Uh, our great sponsors uh, decided to put us back on the air uh, a little bit early uh, so we can uh, get into the mix of everything that's going on in the sports world. Uh, uh, the, the, the center of it, all the happening in Toronto uh, right now, if, uh, if you're a big hockey fan. Also joining us this morning, a little roundtable this morning, uh, former Raptors coach Butch Carter. Are you there, Butch? I'm here, Walter. Fantastic. And also joining us this morning, uh, former Washington Capitol, a little bit of a stint with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Lou Franceschetti. Sweet Lou Franceschetti. You there? You with us, Lou? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Man, we managed to put this all together. Four guys on the line. I give I give kudos to our producer, Brandon, who's uh, been doing a fantastic job for us uh, trying to line uh trying to get us all lined up uh, and working. So, Brandon, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, let's, get, let's get right into it, uh, Naz. Uh, I don't know how many of us... Have Unbelievable. Leave, leave, uh, how many of us in Leafs Nation have required uh, uh, psychiatric help over what happened uh, uh, Thursday and Friday? Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, everything went wrong Thursday night. Uh, everything seemingly was going wrong, uh, going wrong Friday night. And I don't know what happened, but all I know is we have a game tonight and looking forward to it. So, Naz, uh, first of all, as a fan, a Toronto Maple Leaf uh, fan, your reaction to Friday night's event? I, I have never seen anything like it. That is so bizarre what happened on Friday night. I've never seen anything like it, and I'm surprised it was on, the police were the benefit beneficiary of this. And usually they're on the wrong end of this. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, hopefully, game. hopefully we, we uh, you know, we're always, uh, you know, they say the three goal lead is the, is the worst lead to have in <laughs> hockey, and the Leafs have demonstrated that a few times uh, over the course of the last. Uh, uh, few years, I would say, few years. It's been a while since that they lost to Boston. Uh, I don't know, it's eight, nine years ago. I don't remember how many years ago it is now. Uh, Butch, I'd like to bring you into it now. Uh, um, that was a pretty wild ride uh, Friday night. 
Um, first of all, your reactions, uh, your reactions more so as a fan than as an analyst. Uh, uh, your, your reaction to the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, victory Friday night. Well, I was, I was happy for them because uh, they haven't had those kind of moments in a long time. And, um, you know, you go back and as a fan, you know, game two, you know, we let in a weak goal and it gets away from us. And then game three, you know, you think you got it, you're up three. And uh, it looks like they just got fatigued. And uh, Columbus was, out, was able to get out on the break and, you know, the puck bounced the right way for him. And so a comeback is good. You know, the, the issue is uh, they're in the position that they want to be in. They have a chance to close out. And, I, you know, I just think, you know, for all fans, accumulation of them winning the night would just be awesome. Lou, let's uh, bring you into the mix. Uh, you grew up in Toronto, uh, presumably a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Um, you're a big fan of Frank Bobbledge. I remember that. Um you're watching this game Friday night. Um, there's four minutes left. Boone Jenner I just scored, I believe. Um, about four minutes left in the game. You're down 3 nothing. And is there any reason whatsoever to have expected what happened over the course of the next three and a half, four minutes, and then subsequently into the overtime? Well, what really happened is after Boone Jenner scored to make it 3 nothing, I would think that uh, at least I thought they were dead in the water. Uh, you know, coming back with uh, from three goals in the last five minutes. And then, you know, it, it, Patrick Waugh did a great thing there a few years ago. He started pulling his goalie. It was about three or four minutes, even with one goal down, because he always give the team a lot more time to score uh, with the extra man. So they went out, and I think in the next 30 seconds to a minute, they went out and made it a 3-1 game, which now... You know, you've more or less you just recharge your batteries because anything can happen. You know what they say, huh? A two-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey. Next to the three-goal lead. Now they come out and they pull their goalie again and they score another goal within the next 30 seconds. So now you have about, what, three minutes to get one goal? And anything's possible in this game because you put a puck to the net, you get a bad bounce, you create a little bit of havoc, you, you jam at the puck and the puck seems to squirt through. Uh, but I, I really think, you know, with, with Columbus missing those empty net chances, uh, I think it was uh, Dubois and Dubois also uh, yeah. Dickinson from um, from center ice with uh, Morgan Riley deflecting the puck wide. This could be a team of destiny here this year. Uh, and, and usually destiny happens earlier on in any playoff series that things are going the right way now. You know, as long you know, they did blow a two-goal lead. On, on Thursday night, but they came back and they they, they more or like less they safe face uh, Friday night. And now let's see what what team comes out today and, and see if uh, if Columbus is going to be up to the uh, uh, up to par and see if they can make it a game because right now all the momentum is going the least way. Uh, Ness, um you know, Lou says the team of destiny. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 bridge the. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll think about that one after tonight's game because he's saying the Leafs might win the cup. That's what he's saying. Well, you know, the, you know, the Leafs can win the cup. I mean, and I'm going to turn it over to, to you and and Butch and to Lou. I want to get your thoughts on this. When when we went into this playoff, uh, it, well, I guess technically we're just in the qualifying now. Uh, I don't even know if we, this is playoffs yet. I don't know what they call it. 
but we're they're qualifying for the next round. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of looked at it as we're playing hockey in August. They haven't played since the middle of March. Uh, one exhibition game, a uh, bunch of scrimmages. Really, it, 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 it's, in my sense, this is like Russian roulette. Anybody can win it. Uh, it's whoever gets hot, whoever gets, and as the Montreal Canadiens proved, you know, you, you, you get a world-class goalie standing on his head and anything can happen. So I, 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 I'm of the, I'm of the sense that you can almost literally roll the dice. The Flyers are looking fantastic. Um, you know, the Penguins didn't make it through. Leafs, if they get through, are going to get the lightning. Um, I, I don't see any clear-cut favorites just because of the way this is shaping up. And, yeah, the Leafs get on a little roll, and Freddie uh, keeps his save percentage up at about 9.75. Yeah, maybe we are a team of destiny. Uh, guys, your thoughts on that? First Naz, then Butch, then Luke. Well, Philadelphia should be ranked number one. They were really good to the end of, at the end of the season and the, and the end of the March season, and we're back now. But Philly looks really good, Wally. They have good goaltending too. I'm not sure the Leafs are going to do it, but uh, I'm hoping that that happens. Uh, before I turn it over to Butch, uh, we've uh, we've eaten up our first part of the show. Butch, uh, I'll <laughs> ask you to hang on. Lou, you're going to hang on. You're both going to be with us the whole hour. We're going to go to break. Um, when we come back from break, the good people. I'm going to be giving out some phone numbers. The uh, good people at Pizzaville, uh, our, 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 uh, our chief sponsor, been with us since day one, big, big supporters of our show. Uh, I'm going to throw some gift coupons into the mix. I'll throw out the numbers as soon as we come back from break. We'll do it after our first break and after our second break. After the first one, a $50 gift coupon, and after the second one, a $25 gift coupon. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. 
KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on the new AM740 in downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM. Live streaming on the internet, www.zoomerradio.ca. As promised. $50 gift card from the good people at Pizzaville. First caller, area code 416-360-0740. Toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Uh, dial it up. Great pizza. Highly encourage you to uh, give it a shot. But uh, before we go, uh, before we went to break, I promised to get back to you. Uh, we were talking about what I call the Russian roulette of uh, of this particular way of deciding the Stanley Cup champion, uh, and I don't mean that that necessarily in a critical way. I think the NHL has done it uh, perhaps as good a job, if not better, than than all the other leagues in terms of how they put this together. Uh, fortunately, they have the advantage of being able to do this in Canada, uh, where COVID isn't as big a problem. Let me touch, let me knock on my, on my desk. Uh, don't want to jinx anything. Uh, it does, it hasn't been as big a problem as it has been in the States. Um, it's been very exciting week in, in hockey. Um, having, doing it this way and at this time of year and what's transpired, is there any way of determining a clear-cut favorite, or is it just is just just a crapshoot, uh, Butch? Well, I think it's a crapshoot because uh, all these players have families, and they're being sequestered away from their families, which is the right thing to do. You know, I call COVID the boogeyman, and uh, the boogeyman can jump up and get any of us at any time, uh, indirectly. Uh, clearly, the Canadian government is did the right thing right from the start. They closed the border. Um, they pushed restraint. And I know that there are people that are hurting uh, who aren't working right now, but at the end of the day, uh, I feel a lot safer uh, here in Canada than, than in the States. 
Um, you have to give credit to the leadership of of uh, the NHL. Knew that Canada was a safer place. They created their own bubble for the hockey players, and uh, you know, hockey players want to play hockey. You know, they don't want to sit at home. They don't want to throw their season away. And uh, it is a unique time, and it takes a unique effort. And But anytime you get a elimination game, it is the epitome of all sporting events. And uh, we get to see that tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, I would hope that most of Canada is watching uh, for those even though the Leafs to win or the Leafs to lose. But I think it's been a, a great savior and not throwing the season away. And... Uh, and I think we should appreciate it. Uh, I'm hopeful that the Leafs win the night. Um, it would be very appropriate. And, you know, the least issues are uh, if they were not to win tonight, um, they probably will try to break up one of their big three. And, you know, that's that probably is needed because they need to strengthen their back end, which we've always said year after year. But given the way things are, I would expect them to be very good tonight. And if they are very good, one of their young stars will, will need to stand up and separate themselves from the group. And that's what we need to see tonight. Uh, Lou, um, some people are saying the turning point in Friday night's game was when, when number 19, <laughs> Jason Spezza, decided to drop the gloves. And I'm watching that. And, you know, Jason Spezza's had I mean, he's he's had he's had um, he's had a I wouldn't call it an incredible career, but he's had an excellent career. You know, he 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 came out uh, number two in the draft, had a great career with the Ottawa Senators, has had his critics. uh, I I would say over time, Uh, not the most physical player, uh, but you know they call him the old guy on the team. I, I guess he probably is. Um, years old. He, he he decided he was going to drop the gloves, and that's just not Jason Spezza-like. But as soon as I saw Jason Spezza fight, I said, yeah, I think he's sending a message to the rest of his teammates that if a guy like me can fight, this means something, and we're not walking quietly into, uh, into the August night. Um, First of all, your reaction, you know, we've, uh, you know, you're, you've been a Toronto guy most of your life, uh, if not during the season, then during the off season. Um, you've seen Jason Spezza grow up, uh, minor hockey in the Toronto area, uh, junior A in the Toronto area. Uh, were you surprised by that? And uh, what was Spezza up to and how much of a difference did it make? You know what? I When, when I saw it at first, even though it was a little bit of a cat fight, uh, because you really you're not used to seeing Jason Spezza fight, I thought here's a guy coming to Toronto with all the BS that he took from Mike Babcock at the start of the year. He's a fourth line player. He knows his role on the team, and he went over and above to get his team fired up because they knew they had no chance in hell uh, at the end of the second period. And I think that's when it happened, right at the end of the second period. And he said, "Boys, we're not going down without a fight." And he, he picked the right spot, maybe even the right player, just to get something going. And the players on the team are looking at him and saying, listen, if, if this guy can do it, and he was a star player, a front line, top six, top three player on, on any team that he played, 
He's a fourth-line player right now, and he went over and above and tried to light that little spark that they needed. Uh, I thought it was great for Jason. I kind of was laughing at the time because you never thought he you had it in him. Because uh, if he was a top six player, I don't think he would have done that. But he knew his role on this team, and and what he did was was just unbelievable. Um, and going back to your earlier question, uh, any team is going to win this thing. This, this this like you said, this is a crapshoot uh, because everybody started off from from square one. We we haven't we're not six months into the season here. We're the best team on a roll, even though the Flyers are carrying on where they left off in March. Uh, you get a hot goaltender, you get a team that believes in themselves, they're going to start pulling out wings really out of their hat. Uh, and I really don't see a, a clear-cut favorite in any one of the, the two uh, uh, conferences right now. Uh, it's just you get on a roll and you're going to carry that ball till, till it ends. Well, what do you uh, – uh, um, go back to you, uh, Lou, and then I'm going to go back around the roundtable again. Um how do you how do you how do you analyze tonight's game? Um, how does a team and you know I'm going to go to Butch with this one because as a coach, as a player, Lou, you know you had Thursday and Friday, which were like a roller coaster beyond roller coasters. Uh, you you got the highs and the lows at at, at depths and highs that are almost impossible to describe. Right now, the Leafs are on a high, I would presume. Um, how does that carry over into a game two days later? Um, and how does, how, does a, how do the different coaches approach the game tonight? Just dealing, forget about the tactical part of it, the emotional part of it. Well, I, I, what it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to the players themselves. It's going yeah. to be... Can you, as the Columbus Blue Jackets, can you put it behind you, just like the Leafs did on Friday night uh, after the after the, they let uh, a two goal lead in the third period go? Uh, can the Leafs carry that uh, that momentum? And I think it's going to come down to goalies, plain and simple. Which goalie is is really is, is Frederick Anderson going to have his game seven? Uh, I don't even know what you want to want to call it because he really hasn't had a great game seven yet uh, as a as a Leaf, uh, and the goalie for for Columbus is that going to let him bother him? We're going to have to wait earlier on to see uh, who has the momentum, uh, who's going to come out uh, the strong, who's going to take the play to to each other. And if you see a, a fluky goal or a goal that you think is not going to be uh, mentally strong, uh, I think that team is going to be. Uh, uh, is going to have the edge tonight. I, I, I'm not going to, you know, you can never really take anything out of this, this game, but um, it, it's going to be more, more or less, it's going to be mentally strong on, on players on both sides. Can they handle it uh, when when diversity comes to see who scores the first goal, who score, whether it's a weak goal, whether it's a fluke, uh, and how, how they handle everything. Uh, Butch, um, from a coaching perspective, you're Sheldon Keith. Uh, how do you take Friday night's high and make sure you don't have a letdown? How do you keep it going? Well, I don't think they'll have a letdown. I think they just stay away from dumb penalties, you know, in the first period. Right? I mean, they need to get Mo on their side. And the easiest way for a hockey team to destroy momentum is, is uh, a couple guys take some dumb penalties uh, being over-aggressive. 
So I agree with Lou. Then it's going to boil down to, to Frederick Anderson. You know, if Frederick does uh, what he's been doing uh, when he's playing well, then they should be in a good position. They have enough offense to score goals. They've proven that. Uh, what we've always questioned is the heart of the line. And when you're a coach, um, your tactics become more effective if the, if the team doesn't put you in a bad position. And if the team puts you in a bad position, you're really limited as a coach on your tactics because you don't want to give up another goal. So at the end of the day, it boils down to the maturity of the team in the locker room and their delivery of what they're supposed to execute. They've played Columbus four times now. They know exactly what Columbus is going to do. And I think if they stay away from the penalties, it gives them the best chance for Anderson to defend them on the back end. Nez, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're a prognosticator amongst prognosticators. Uh, um, you're, you're pretty good at, at, at your picks. I, 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 I've got a sense, I'm sure, that you'll be picking the Leafs tonight. Uh, right. But tell us what uh, tell us what you anticipate you're going to see tonight, Naz. Well, I hope the Leafs keep the uh, Marner, uh, Tavares, and Matthews line together. When they went to that line, three guns on one line, it changed the whole complexion of the game. And uh, Nylander looked better with Heinen and Kapanen than he did with either Tavares or uh, Matthews. And I think they should uh, keep that up. Plus, Morgan Riley should be the first guy on the po- point on the power play and not Tyson Berry. Going around the league, uh, interesting part about uh, the way they, they put this uh, whole postseason together is that they, they had this little qualifying thing, uh, which expanded the base. Uh, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, you would have had 16 teams in, uh, but you ended up with 24 teams in, so we had a little qualification to, to get in. And lo and behold, some of those teams that wouldn't have made the playoffs uh, ended up ended up advancing. Uh, that's where you know I, I call the Russian roulette the crapshoot part of this thing. The hated Montreal have Uh knocked off. Uh, some people were touting as Stanley Cup favorites, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And when when you talk about goaltending. And you talk about the importance of defense uh, and uh, coaching as well, because I think Claude Julien uh, did a masterful job of uh, putting his strengths against the Pittsburgh strengths. And when we had the discussion, do you remember that that, that week that when the Habs traded uh, Subban for Shea Weber? Yeah. Uh, we had that discussion on our show, and we said the happiest guy in the world was Carey Price. Um, and having being able to look at Shea Weber in front of you in this in this Petri kid, um, those are the three guys. Three guys in the coach knocked off a potential Stanley Cup champion in the West. Experience Chicago Blackhawks and knocked off the Young Guns. Um, your reaction to that? I thought Montreal's defense played really well in the series. Mm-hmm. So did Carey Price, obviously, but. Petrie really impressed me, and uh, Edmonton, I don't know how they let that guy go. He's a really good defenseman. And, you know, it is a crapshoot, really. The end, of the, uh, the end of the season, Montreal was not even close. Either was Chicago. And look and behold, look what do we have here now. Chicago and Montreal are advancing. 
and Edmonton Oilers are out of the playoffs again. Well, Ken Holland's got some work to do. Lou, your reaction to uh, some of the other series? Uh, the Habs, I guess, over Pittsburgh was, uh, you can call it an upset. If anything in this particular playdowns of anything can be uh, termed an upset, but in, in, in a normal world, that would be considered an upset. The Hawks over the... Uh, I mean, it's tough. It's tough when you've got Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith in your lineup. It's tough to say that's an upset, but I guess against Connor McDavid and Drysital and some of those other guys, some people considered it an upset. Uh, the Flyers are looking fantastic. The Vegas Knights, Vegas has qualified as the number one seed in the West. Uh, your thoughts on all of this? Well, let's let's go let's go back to the Montreal Pittsburgh series uh, for starters. Uh, I, I think right now Montreal, um, when, when you got the best goalie, anything can happen. And I think you know that Wally, uh, especially in a short series. Uh, the Shea Weber PK Subban trade when it first uh, when it was first announced, everybody said, "Well, Nashville got the better of the deal because they got the younger D, they got the more flamboyant player, they got the more offensive player, and they got the better deal and contract." Well, Montreal got the the horse, uh, the guy that they needed back there because it was all about PK Subban. It wasn't about the Montreal logo. Uh, now PK is out making uh, TV shows on how to cook. Uh, he's doing all these fancy shows on TV where Shea Weber is just a good old man. You put him in a grindstone, he's going to grind you out. But the one guy that I'm really happy with and I'm surprised and I've faced then when he was in minor hockey here in Toronto is Ben Sherratt. He has been the, the perfect guy that they, the Montreal Canadiens have needed. Strong, forceful, a guy that you're not going to stand in front of the net very long. And you're only going to get need, uh, maybe, what, two goals a game with Carey Price in that, uh, which is a, a very, very, you know, it's, it's easy to say, but when, when you haven't got the, uh, the, the firepower that some, some teams did, had, like the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, all you need is one or two goals. And you know, Carey Price isn't going to let in the weak goal. The other series, I think Columbus, uh, Vegas is playing very, very good. It's just unbelievable. Uh, I think a dark horse on that uh, Western Conference is going to be uh, Vancouver. they got a bunch of young kids that don't know how to uh, play the game yet, but they give they, they just show up every single night. And they got Markster, who's probably one of the better goalies in the league. Uh, and you can't take away... Sh- uh, Kane, Crawford, uh, Keith, uh, and, and Jonathan Taze, and big, uh, with, with the experience that they've had with winning two Stanley Cups, they know what it takes to get there, and they know what it takes to win. Uh, before we go to break, uh, I want to uh, want to turn it over to you, Butch. Uh, and then after after the break, there's uh, so much else going on in the sports world. Uh, we'll move on from hockey. Uh, before, but this you can. Uh, this, this can you, my question is I can tailor it towards hockey, but it, you can you can bring basketball into it, you can bring any other sport into it. But right now, it's more about hockey and basketball. You've had seasons that basically ended uh, four months ago, however long ago the middle of March was. Uh, I'm sure some of the guys they've been working out, and but that's not the same as gameplay. Not much in the terms of uh, I mean on the NBA side, we're going to get some regular season games before we get into the playoffs. 
but in this type of scenario where you're basically going from a mid-season form and, and then you're trying to ramp it up again four months later, um, are there any specific teams that are built in certain ways that have an advantage? Is it the teams that, with experience that have advantage? Is it the teams with youth that have advantage that can get in game shape a little bit faster? Um, where, uh, If there is any advantage to otherwise it being a total crapshoot, which types of attributes would you suggest give certain teams an advantage in these scenarios? I think it, I think a team's ability to focus. I think when you let the guys off and they spent months with their family, protecting their family, protecting themselves, I think your best chance if you if you have if you have experienced players that are focused, you know, I would not count the Blackhawks out in any in any race right now because uh, with no fans, your momentum has to come from internal and. The Blackhawks championship experience, um, Vegas's run last year. I think those things are going to percolate consistently throughout the rest of the tournament. But a coach and a coaching staff has no chance if they can't get the guys focused. And it really goes down to their leadership. And uh, leadership provides focus. It provides culture. Um, we've seen it with what the Raptors did last year. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, it's one thing to be a star. It's another thing to be a star that's really locked in. And, uh, that's what I'm anxious to see tonight. Uh, I would hope one of the young guys, uh, would show the focus that, that, uh, is needed to play in an elimination game. Um, and it's a great judge of talent for the front office, um, because these are the games you need to win. But I, as a coaching staff, if you can't get them locked in and focused, you stand no chance. Um, because it's because of the layoff, it goes downhill quicker. And that's what you've seen. You know, you've seen the Penguins get shocked right out of it. We know they're talented. But clearly, they weren't focused, and it cost them. So, um for me, you know, I'm going to say it's, it's the focus because you have no fans to help you. Um, it really boils down to the leadership, the internal fortitude of the leadership of your team. On that note, Butch, um, we're going to take us to break. I just want to announce uh, the first winner of our Pizza Bill contest is Nicole from Markham. Thanks for calling in, Nicole. We'll get that gift card out to you uh, when we come back from the break. We'll be giving the numbers out again, and we'll take the first call. Be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo, and off he goes. Contact free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all star performer for well over a decade. 
Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live. Joining us, uh, joining Naz and I this morning in the roundtable, former Raptors coach Butch Carter and also former Washington Capitol and Toronto Maple Leafs, Lou Franceschetti. Uh, as I promised just before the break, we're going to give out our second gift card, $24. These are the numbers. First caller, 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Once again, the first caller, once again, a, a big thanks to our the good people at Pizzaville. Uh, they've been loyal sponsors of our show since day one. Uh, they don't like me to say this, but they've... Uh, been big supporters of all of our frontline workers providing uh, providing meals and, uh, and gift cards wherever they can. And on that note, uh, it would be an appropriate time to thank. Uh, we haven't been on the air since uh, June, but uh, it was uh, from March till the middle of June when we were on. We always thanked all those frontline workers and all the different industries, medical and, and everywhere else, all those essential workers that have been keeping us going. Uh, and putting themselves at risk. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we will continue to give our thanks until we get over this pandemic. Uh, uh, Butch, uh, just before we went to break, uh, we were talking about uh, 
what uh, what teams have advantages. The sports world um, is getting back, <laughs> and it's getting difficult to uh, figure out what's going. What, you know, to keep track of it all. Uh, you got NHL hockey, NBA basketball, the MLS had a had a tournament. Um, Formula One's in. A major championship in San Francisco today at Harding Park, PGA. Champions League, which is one of my favorites, is, is going strong out in Europe, although my uh, my beloved Juventus are out of it. Uh, but uh, Messi's looking good. Uh, NFL is talking uh, there, gung-ho, coming back in September. MLB is back. The Jays are settled in Buffalo. Uh, they're going to start up in Buffalo this week. And NCAA football, and Butch, you and I had a little chat on this, and then we'll turn it over to uh, Lou and Ness for their comments. NCAA football is uh, slated to come back in early September. And we keep hearing stories about college programs and student-athletes coming down with COVID. You can't play college sports in a bubble. It's impossible. The Mid-American Conference this week canceled their schedule. University of Connecticut canceled their schedule. Butch, is it only a matter of time till the, the NCAA um, looks at everything that's going on and decides, I'm not so sure we should be putting student-athletes through the risk of this? Your thoughts, Butch? Well, it's, it's a business. And um, NCAA total revenue is $14 billion the only sports industry bigger than them is the NFL. So, um, you know, what I've learned in listening to the Zoom calls of the athletic directors is that uh, they've been living from year to year off the guaranteed money that comes to them from Learfield IMG. And Learfield's revenue um, is at risk and was at risk. I believe that Clearfield might have missed their payment to the NCAA, um, the June 30th payment of $1 billion because their sponsors basically said, you know, we're not going to send you a check and there's not going to be any games. So I think it's really hard to put um, a total of 90 people, coaching staff, support staff, and football players in a training room under the current um, COVID conditions where it's easily passed. when you're in a close knit environment, we've seen that in churches, um, uh, mass meetings. Um, we see the, the the southern states that allow people to go to beaches. They see these inflated numbers. Um, the boogeyman is out there, and I don't believe that for the overall health of the kids. I think what you're going to see is that there are going to be more and more of these players say you're going to get paid billions of dollars and we're going to put our life at risk and we have no insurance against if any of us get sick with COVID, no long-term health care um, because we don't know how bad COVID is and how long once it hits you, if you survive it, um, what the long-lasting effects are. So I think you'll see a chain reaction. Um, the kids are more knowledgeable. Uh, they're more aware. Um, the student athlete now, there are more of those kids who aren't from single families but are from uh, two parent families. So they have the means to tell their kids, you know, we don't want you to play. And 
you know, as an example, you know, my 16 year old, uh, I'm not going to put him in a school. He'll take his classes online. Uh, his life is too important. And I think you'll see those players that will revolt. I think there will be COVID. They will play some games. There will be COVID. And uh, they're playing games for the money and nothing else. And that's just the reality of why all the leagues are playing. Um, I would imagine the broadcasters have a clause that if they don't play the games, they can cancel the contract, which is more detrimental than just saying, we're not going to pay you this year. Not only we're not going to pay you this year, but that six or seven years that are after that, they're no longer there guaranteed. We have to redo that contract. So everyone's in a bad spot. And uh, hopefully they'll do the right thing. I think the conferences that canceled just said, you know, we're not going to take the risk. And um, I was glad to see that Congress, the United States Congress, did not pass um, the bill for workmen's uh, compensation, uh, unemployment, uh, because in that, in that bill there was a clause that indemnified all employers against uh, COVID claims from their employees. Um, which would have been extremely detrimental across the country to everyone that's employed, including student-athletes. Uh, Butch, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Naz. Naz and Lou, uh, we've had debates on the show, endless debates. Uh, you guys are the big Crimson Tide guys, Alabama. I'm, I'm the fighting Irish guy. Fighting Irish, uh, as a result of this, have decided they're going to play all their games in the ACC this year. They're a member of the con- of the conference, but they're not going to have uh, uh, an independent schedule. Uh, but, uh, guys, you know, as much as I'd like to see college football this year, i got to be frank with you. Um, these guys are student-athletes. Uh, and as Butch rightly says, it's a $14 billion industry of which the student-athletes don't get paid. Uh, they're not the ones benefiting from the risks that, I mean, I sort of understand it in a professional context. Um, all the, all the athletes are businessmen. They make business decisions, you know, subjecting these student athletes to these risks. I got to tell you, uh, Lou, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they should just put the season over till the spring. There's some discussion. Naz, uh, your thoughts. They should absolutely shut it down. I don't get it. Uh, the numbers are ridiculous down south, especially in the Florida area and even in the Alabama area. The numbers are ridiculous, and they got to straighten this thing out before they endanger more kids involved with college football. Uh, Lou, um, I'm going to ask you that both from the perspective of college football and perhaps from the perspective of junior A hockey. It's another area where, you know, there's there's money that's thrown around and the actual athletes don't really share a lot in that money. The uh, the Q, the, uh, the Quebec Junior A League is talking about going back up uh, October the 1st. The uh, O and uh, the WHL is talking about going back December 1st, uh, both from the perspective of the student athlete in the NCAA and the Junior A athletes. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the very, very, very small minority of these student-athletes or junior-A players will ever make a dime from the game. Um, there's going to be the odd guy uh, from the programs. If you're in LSU, Alabama, you might get five or six or seven. 
But in most programs, they're never going to make a dime from the game. Um, does it make sense for them to be putting themselves into a situation where they're potentially at risk? And shouldn't the adults take over and just shut it down? I think it really does. Uh, obviously, you've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, I think uh, four potential first-round picks in, uh, in college football have uh, have opted out. Uh, the junior hockey, again, they're, they're postponing it to maybe to November or December 1st. Uh, the Western Hockey League and the Ontario Hockey League have, I, I can't remember, you, did you say sometime in, in October or November for the Quebec it, Hockey League? Yeah, what, Quebec's talking about going up, going uh, starting up October 1st. Uh, so they're, they're going to go up uh, a little bit earlier. Listen, we're, we're, we're putting the health of all these young kids. We still don't know what the after effects of this virus is going to be to anybody, uh, if it's going to affect uh, the people that have gotten it uh, three, four, five years down the road. Uh, and right now, uh, I think it's also up to the, the people around that if we all abide by the rules, this thing will be, you know, it will be nipped a lot sooner than, than later. Uh, and that's what I'm scared of is that everybody thinks that this virus, that we're vulnerable to this virus, uh, but we're really not. Uh, we just have to do what's best for the kids right now. Forget about the money. We've gone through six months of, uh, if you want to call it hell already, with a lot of businesses, a lot of people losing a lot of money. Uh, even the government's losing a lot of money. But we just have to put the health of these kids first because really, the kids of the future right now. We're, yeah. we're, you know, we're, we're past our stage where we can say, well, listen, it, this virus is going to get you and then it's, you're going to get rid of it. And, uh, we need some entertainment on TV. We just yeah. have to think of the health and, and the future really of the world. Um, when you make start, when you start making these decisions. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the counter argument, I guess, is, uh, I mean, the NCAA makes a lot of money, but there are, and, and we don't have enough time for this debate. I want to get over to Butch in the last few minutes and talk about the, the Raptors. Maybe we'll uh, carry on the discussion. Uh, there are a lot of small people that rely upon uh, these business. At the end, of the end of the day, college football, every other professional sport is a business. Uh, and it's just the, the, the ramifications of that circulate throughout the entire local economy. There's a lot of small people that are employed in businesses that are reliant upon big Big sports like the restaurants that are next near uh, the employees of, uh, uh, of certain businesses that feed professional sports. Uh, you have an you have an intertwined economy, and when you shut down a business like the NCAA, there are ramifications everywhere, and it impacts a lot of small people too. Uh, that's a different debate. Uh, don't, we don't have time for it now. I, I believe, like you guys, the health of the student-athletes is paramount. Butch, uh, Toronto basketball, the Raptors were looking great. Uh, not a great result against the Celtics. I'm not sure it means anything. Break it all down for us. I understand the playoffs actually start on August the 17th. Butch, we got about five minutes left. Uh, what can we expect from the Raptors? The defense looks great. Uh, we got another shot for another championship? I think we have another shot for a championship because they're so good against the West. Uh, the question is, you know, how they set up against playing against uh, Boston and Milwaukee. Um, they had a bad game. Let's just take it as a bad game. Um, but they are very deep. They're very committed. 
to uh, defending their championship. And uh, I would not bet against them. I would not bet against them. I do not think they're as talented without Kawhi because they don't have that one guy in those hard games um, to carry him through. Um, uh, Siakam is not that player yet. Uh, but but as far as the heart of a champion, I would not underestimate uh, what they can do. They are when they're playing well, they're very good, and they have shown the ability really over the last four years um, to play well when it counts. So I would not I would not bet against them. They've been the most consistent team in the National Basketball Association, uh, especially with road games in the last four years. And I would expect that to continue. Uh, Butch, we talked earlier generally about the effect of the layoff. Um, it seems to me the Raptors, specifically one specific individual on the Raptors, makes a huge difference because he tends to get uh, he, he tends to get ground down during a season. But Lowry, um, you know, the Raptors are a little bit of an older team. Um, you know, Lowry and Gasol and you know, some of these guys, uh, it seems to me they actually benefit from, from a layoff, specifically a player like Lowry. Your, your yeah, thoughts? They, they definitely have benefited from a short season. Um, uh, my key player for the Raptors is Ibaka because when Ibaka is playing well, uh, no team has an answer for him. Uh, when he's making shots, uh, his elbow jumper, um, they are extremely dangerous, and it seems to give them a great flow in their second unit. So, um, you know, the only place I'd have a caution is if Ibaka continues to shoot poorly, uh, I think they will, they will struggle against the best teams. But Ibaka, again, has got so much experience against the Western Conference. If they can get through the East and get to the finals, I would expect that all the experience they have accumulated with those guys who played in the West will show through. Uh, they played Memphis tonight, I believe, or today. And I'm not worried about that game. Um, Gasol, they'll they'll try to support Gasol because it'll be the first time he's played against his old team. But um, I would the key for me is Ibaka. If Ibaka's making shots, then it seems to free up um, Lowry. And but no question, the short season has actually helped this older team. Uh, Butch, uh, Lou, Ness, uh, we're into the last minute of the show. It's amazing how time goes by. We're always fighting the clock. On the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, our second winner in the Pizzaville contest, Tony from Toronto. Tony, thanks for calling in. Uh, Lou, very quickly, uh, your uh, your prediction for tonight's game. You know what, uh, Wally? I, I really don't. I don't have a prediction. I'm hoping the Leafs come out uh, on on top. Uh, it's, it's give really, us a score. It, don't sit on the fence. You know what? It's, <laughs> I want to see how John Tortorella reacts to, to the situation that happened the other night. Oh, he, you know, uh, I was team surprised. He, he managed. Uh, I was I was expecting a blow up from him, but uh, you know what? Uh, he held it together. God bless him. Naz, I'm going to give you a 10, 20 seconds. We didn't get a chance uh, to talk about the Jays. We'll certainly give, try to get to them next week. How, how are the Jays looking? Um, their pitching has been pretty good. Their hitting is is way behind the pitchers. That's for sure. But they're they're looking pretty good. Anyways, on the Yankees. Uh, that, so. no, uh, on that note, I want to thank you, Butch, for joining us this morning. I want to thank you, Lou, uh, Naz. Uh, as always, it's always a pleasure doing the show with you. It's fantastic to be back. Uh, hopefully the Leafs win tonight and we go on a run. 
To all our loyal listeners, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. We will be back. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.